like to turn to Daniel Richards to talk about the container shipping market and the outlook for 2024. Daniel, welcome back to the Sea Trade Maritime podcast. Thanks for having us back, Marcus. Thank you, Daniel. Now, when we sort of look back at the container shipping market in 2023, it's sort of plunged back into reality following the unprecedented highs of 21 and 2022. This has then combined with the large influx of tonnage that's now starting to hit the water, which was referenced by Adam before. So if we look into 2024, just how bad is that overcapacity going to be? It depends how you measure it, whether you're looking at aggregate global level or whether you're looking at on individual trade lanes or from the perspective of different carriers. But the headline takeaway is that, yes, the industry is going to a struggle with overcapacity this year. There are different ways that you can model demand and supply in the container industry, but across the models that ourselves and others use, in general, the balance between demand and supply next year in 2024 is expected to be among the worst years seen over recent decades. Our estimates of 2023 were that the trade side of things, we're still waiting on some data, but that saw a narrow four-year contraction, so that's the third time in four years the world container trade shrank. That was met with supply growth of just over 8% year over year. In 2024, as Adam has mentioned, we do think the trade side and demand side will rebound. We think that in 2024, you will be able to see demand growth of close to around 4% year over year, although we are probably at the more optimistic end of you know the spectrum of opinions there. However, supply growth is still going to be north of 7% year over year, and this cumulative impact of new deliveries far outpacing removals in the fleet and the ability of line of services to absorb them, it is going to lead to probably major problems of overcapacity capacity in 2024. There's definitely going to be some serious overcapacity there. Have lines actually stopped ordering new tonnage, or are they still continuing to place orders? They've not entirely stopped. The story in 2023 is that the pace of new orders over the first six to seven months of the year was a lot more elevated than people anticipated at the start of 2023. In the year as a whole, you know, new orders hit about 1.9 million TU, but there was a significant slowdown starting at the end of Q3 and over Q4, where only several hundred thousand TU of new contracts were placed. There are still some rumours out there for some relatively sizable orders, and there is going to be continued ordering as some carriers feel the need to start placing orders for alternatively fueled vessels. But yes, compared to where we were six months ago, let alone 12 months ago, carriers are starting to stop adding to the order book so much. But obviously that's only going to sort of have an impact two, three years down the line when those ships are delivered or the the deliveries slow down? Yes, the delivery profile for 2024 and 2025 is completely driven by decisions already made and the ships all being ordered today, unless they're for very small ships, they're not going to be appearing until 2026 or 2027 and beyond. Now, we're seeing a number of other sort of factors coming into play in the container shipping market. We've had the restrictions with the Panama Canal due to the water issues they're having, and more recently, diversions from the Red Sea and Suez Canal around Africa due to the security situation. If we look at these, what impact could these have on the container market as we sort of move into 2024? It's a fast-moving picture. 
And as we currently understand developments, you're starting to see some diversions away from the Red Sea, major carriers announcing that they're pausing transits through the Red Sea, but we don't know yet how long that will last and how long that disruption will go on for. The longer it does go on for, it is likely to boost container ship freight rates, lengthen transit times for sailings to Europe and to the East Coast from the Far East, and in general, add volatility and degrees of supply chain friction. But it completely depends on how long this lasts, which at this point in time is very hard to see. The Panama Canal situation, you know, there's been a, a, a reduction in the number of transits you're seeing through that passage. Some liner operators, uh, the THE Alliance in particular, have decided to divert services that would normally go through Panama to the East Coast to Suez ratings, which is now becoming a sort of source of complication. But in general, the sort of global aggregate impact of the Panama Canal doesn't seem that significant. A relatively small number of container ships transited every year, and the Suez routing or the Grand Cape of Good Hope remains an alternative. Where Panama is more likely to have some impact is, you know, some of the sourcing decisions between US East Coast and West Coast that US importers are making, and how in time that might come to impact differential freight rates for those different lanes, and how customers are apportioning their volumes between those locations. Okay. The Panama situation isn't something that's probably going to have that much impact. And obviously, the Red Sea one is very much a wait and see uh, scenario as to how much impact it's going to have. That all being sort of said and done, how does MSI see container freight rates faring in the coming six to 12 months? Overall, quite poorly. If you look at where spot rates on major trades currently sit, you know, they're generally back down to levels equivalent to or slightly above or below where they were on the eve of the pandemic. So those, by that measure, the gains of the pandemic era have been eroded. Wider average line of pricing is slightly above where it was on the eve of the pandemic, but again, not far above now. We'd expect a broadly similar picture over the course of next year. As of the time of writing, it's probably likely that there'll be some possibly temporary, possibly more durable spike in short-term freight rates because of the situation in the Red Sea, but that isn't going to affect every trade. It isn't necessarily going to affect the freight rates tied to the volumes carriers move under contract. So overall, we probably expect to see a relatively similar picture to today, although there will, of course, be volatility. There will be some volatility around the Lunar New Year in China, which is coming up in the middle of February. But overall, it's going to be a relatively weak year for container freight pricing, provided that the Red Sea situation doesn't endure for a long way into 2024. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to joining you on the next episode of the Sea Trade Maritime Podcast. Mm-hmm.